0: Welcome to The Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with Whistle Realty Group, EXP Realty in San Diego.
1: I am Brian Kochi, the media director here at Whistle Realty Group.
0: The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to go out there and crush it in your business, whether that be real estate, mortgage, or really just any business out there. Uh, the way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. Uh, if you have a question you want to have us answer on the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com thewhistleway.com you can ask us questions on there join our facebook group where we share a lot of the insider things we're working on or now that conferences are back i get to share some of the little secrets i'm learning there Um, subscribe to the podcast the youtube channel join our referral network and get early bird pricing on our media mayor mastermind course which is brian and i teaching everything we've learned about shooting videos over the last six and a half years together in a awesome little package Um, and then we have an ongoing portion of that as well where we're giving you four videos a month to shoot and giving you examples and scripts and everything so you can consistently crank out videos and get that out to your uh, sphere
1: and a live Q&A
0: and a live Q&A every month too wow fancy (laughs) Um, if you enjoyed the show today would really appreciate it if you're watching on YouTube hit the thumbs up um, and the subscribe button and then the little bell so you get notified of future episodes of the show And if you are listening on a podcast platform, if you can hook us up with a review on there, that goes a really long way. So we appreciate that in advance. What are we talking about today, Brian?
1: So today we're talking about something that you're kind of known for, but we haven't been able to do for 18 months or so. Uh, 16 months, 12, I don't know what it is. Too long. Too long. Um, One of our top three lead sources uh, for our company. Um, And a great way to get quick deals. Um, which is open houses. And now, obviously, you've spoke on stage at Tom Ferry about open houses. I think one was called Open House, Open Bar. Um, you've done lots of talks about open houses. A lot of things are going to be the same, and I want to talk about that. And for those that haven't seen those previous ones, I want to kind of fill in what that is. But there are going to be things that are different, things that are going to be up to, I'm sure, state, city, broker, realtor discretion that I kind of want to talk about and see where your head at, is at with our company and uh, things that we require or anything like that. So, uh, open houses. Let's let's get kicking off.
0: Yeah, I'm huge, 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 huge open house fan uh, for a lot of reasons. One of them is I like any time I can stand in one place and I can have multiple people come walk through the door, shake my hand, and indicate that they have some level of interest in real estate. Yep. There are not many other things you can do in this world where people will walk through the door and shake your hand and basically tell you that they're interested in real estate. It's For a,
1: an extremely low price, if not free. Right. If not no
0: price. Yes. It's an amazing, amazing thing. Um, and I think a lot of agents are of the mindset, well, like, I don't want to do open houses. All it comes through is a bunch of nosy neighbors. You dipshit, those nosy neighbors <laughs> are called future sellers. Um, I, if I could do an open house and it was nothing but neighbors, I would. Actually, you, you I do. do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's what I want, right? That's me planting my flag that this is my hood. And if you want to list your home here, you're going to use me. Like, that's what open houses do. Uh, we did in our pre-COVID year in, in 2019, we did 54 transactions from open houses. We did like 20 from open houses last year and we couldn't even do one. And that was just the residual of the open houses that we had done the years prior to it. So um, we're super, super excited that we can do open houses again. Obviously, this is all going to be very dependent on when you're listening to this, what state you're in, what county you're in. Um, Here in California, they just lifted our uh, open house um, restrictions at the end of May, so we're able to, to get after it at the end of May in San Diego. Um, some states never had any restrictions and some states are still restricted. So um, you know, it's, it's all gonna be relative to where you're at. But my belief is that at least now in a market where there's very few active homes for sale, I wanna make sure I'm clear on that because a lot of people are like, oh, there's no homes for sale, there's no inventory. Bullshit, there's actually more homes selling this year than there was last year. Right. If I look at year-to-date home sales in San Diego in 21 versus 20, there's more. So don't tell me there's no inventory. The inventory is just going a lot faster. So I think a lot of people are mistaken in their statements that they make, unless they want to mistake. There's very little active inventory. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. But there's more home selling this year than there was last year. Just faster. They're just selling a whole lot faster. Well, what's happening, right? If you're representing buyers right now, your buyers are writing an offer. They're losing. Writing an offer, they're losing. They're writing an offer, they're losing. I'm just gonna throw it out there. If I'm a buyer and I keep losing using you, and the listing agent on a house that I'm interested says, "Hey, I'm gonna have an open house on Saturday," I'm gonna say, "It's been real, Brian. I'm just gonna go straight to the listing agent." I guarantee you, a lot of buyers are gonna be doing that. Um, I'm sorry, not sorry, but there I mean, it's are gonna kinda, be. It's
1: exactly what you did for your house.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just bought a house. I went straight to the listing agent. <laughs> uh so there's gonna be a lot of buyers that are gonna do that. It's just what it is, right? Now couple things there. One, that means you should be the one doing the open houses, especially if it's your own listing, because it's gonna create opportunities for you to represent both the seller and the buyer. So now there's more opportunity to earn additional income. Um
1: again, so, that's if it's allowed per broker per state. Yeah, there's
0: some states are not allowed a um dual agent or whatever it's called in your area. But that also should help you understand if you're representing buyers that you should be signing some sort of an agreement with buyers that is um, securing your position as their agent. So whether it's called a buyer broker agreement, we have our own proprietary agreement called a VIP agreement. You should have something in place that is a mutual agreement between you and your buyers they're going to work for you for a set period of time because it's a lot of work right now you're running all over town they want to see something you got to drop whatever you're doing you got to show it to them right away you got to get an offer and immediately like it's tough
1: and not only that not only that hey you agree to work with me but i agree to provide you this value a lot of times people want to do a contract and it's one it's a one way i want you to work with me because i'll be i'll be doing work well yeah but everyone who's hopefully is going to work they're going to do work as well. So. What are you going to do above and beyond what you said? Drop everything, go do the showing. What value are you going to give to them besides right. doing your job? Are you just
0: going to be a door bitch or are you going to actually like add on some tangible value? <laughs> yeah, I said it. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think mean, that's the, uh, the intro right there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, those are, those are two things, right? There's going to be buyers that are going to just, oh, I can now I can just go straight to the listing agent. And they're going to go to the open house. So if you're not holding your listings open, I think you're going to miss out on a lot of opportunity to double end your listings. Um, And if you're representing buyers and you're not putting agreements in place with your buyers, you're going to be on the uh, short end of that stick. And your buyers are going to ditch you and go straight to a listing agent. Um, So I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend you start understanding a buyer-broker agreement or some sort of loyalty agreement between you and your buyers um, and if you've got listings, you better be holding those bad boys open because we're gonna be holding every single one of our listings open over and over and over again. Because in the states where open houses have been allowed, the traffic is higher than it's ever been in history because there's not a lot of homes actively for sale right now. Buyers want to see them.
1: Okay, so let's switch into what is different, what is the same. Yeah. Um, what's, what's the rule with masks? Or, or, or is it gonna be up to agent discretion? is the I mean I mean there's
0: I'm, no way to avoid to answer this without it getting somewhat political um, I mean it's up to you, right? If, if somebody comes in without a mask, if you can't ask them if they have, if they're vaccinated, so it's up to you i mean
1: are you are are would you recommend that the agent wears a mask?
0: I think if you're paying attention to what most businesses are doing today, like I was even just in Texas last week where there's like no mask rules. all the employees of the hotel were still wearing masks. Um, so I would say it's up to your discretion, right? I, I don't think there's a right or a wrong. Um, I'm fully vaccinated, so do I don't need to wear a mask. Um, if somebody walks in the door and doesn't have a mask on, I can only assume that they're also fully vaccinated. So if that tells you where I stand on that <laughs> side of things. I'm going to assume that if you show up to my open house without a mask on, that you're fully vaccinated. Okay. And if you choose to show up with one, then you're not.
1: And then obviously there's going to be, um, you know, a big thing thing a hand sanitizer. Um, are you going to do masks and booties? Are you going to wipe down before and after? What's a- uh?
0: whatever my state rules are is what I'm going to do, Brian.
1: <laughs> I'm not trying to get you in trouble. I'm just I'm just trying to figure out. I don't even I'm know what the curious. rules are.
0: Yeah, I don't. Okay. I don't know if they've changed anything. I mean, it's not even required that like people use the sanitizer and all that. Um, I think we'll just. I mean, it'll be there. It's out of every one of our listings yeah. anyway. Um, so whatever the, the requirement is, is what we'll do.
1: Okay. Um, it doesn't need to be by appointment only.
0: Correct. Not anymore.
1: Um,
0: I believe our current tier here in San Diego, California, says we're allowed to have up to like 50 people at an inside gathering at one time. So
1: still, that's a pretty busy open it's house. It's a pretty good
0: size open house.
1: Um, what about... Okay, so you mentioned earlier homes are selling now faster than ever. Yeah, homes are falling out of escrow probably faster than ever. I don't have that stat, but are we? Do, do you recommend agents hold an open house if it's not active, if if they haven't accepted an offer?
0: Um, no, I think the key right now is being very strategic about when you go live, when you have your open, all of that. So um, the there's a lot of different data sources out there, but the data source that I actually I actually rely on more than others is Redfin because they have the one of the most visited real estate websites and one of the most utilized real estate apps out there. And their data is very, very accurate. Um, And their data tells me that the two busiest search windows of the entire week are not Saturday and Sunday. Uh, A lot of people think Saturday and Sunday are the two busiest search days of the week. In fact, they're the two slowest search days of the week. Uh, because what's happening is people are actually searching nine to five, Monday to Friday while they're at work.
1: That's why I, I look at real estate photos. Yeah. <laughs> planning
0: what they're going to go see over the weekend. They're actually on the websites and the apps less during the weekend. They're on them more during the week. And in particular, they're on them the most on Thursday and Friday. So if I know those are the days that buyers are the most actively searching, I should probably make sure I'm as at or near the top of the list on those websites on those days, right? Mm -hmm. So therefore, if you know anything about how these algorithms work, one of the number one contributing factors to um, placement on these websites is days on market. So if I know that Thursday and Friday are the busiest search days of the week, and I know that days on market is one of the leading um, uh, contributors to the algorithm to rank at the top of the list, shouldn't I have my days on market as low as possible on the days that are the most traffic? Answer is yes. Therefore, we like to activate our listings on Wednesdays. So that when all these sites cycle on Thursday and Friday, we are at or very near the top of the search results. Therefore, we get the most traffic. Um, Now, with that said, I think it is important that you hold off on the showings until the weekend. Because if you are listing properties today, you know that if you activate a property on Wednesday at 5 p.m., people are going to want to write you an offer by Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. So... What's nice is you can now hold all of that traffic back to the open house, and then you can get everybody in the house at one time where you literally have people lined up waiting to come in. Because, of course, we're not going to exceed our capacity, whatever that capacity is. Um, So we're going to line them up. We'll have a bouncer at the door. And we want to get them all in the house simultaneously so that it creates this hysteria like holy crap this is like the hottest property in san diego because nobody's seen that for a long time you know dozens of people in one house at one time nobody has seen that for a while so if we can now create that now people like they they thought it was crazy before like they were walking out handing the keys to the next group meanwhile the keys were handed to them by the previous group like that's what people have been seeing as busy now you're going to see like 20 30 40 50 people there at the same time now you're really going to see some of these numbers get crazy.
1: Uh, that's nuts. Yeah. What about, um, so signing in. In the past, people have done either a physical sign-in sheet with a pen and paper. Uh, we've used uh, iPads where we've had them enter in their own stuff. I know we always like to have someone at the front of the door anyways. Would you recommend having one person with the iPad? Hey, let me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, still, we love um, Spacio. Spacio is a fantastic product spac.io um so spatial works great now instead of handing the person to the ipad to somebody they fill it out then take it back and now you got a bunch of people touching an ipad just because some people are still going to be a little uncomfortable with that we'll just take the data oh hey can i grab your guy's name great what's a good email what's a good phone and we'll just manually type it in so whoever's working the door will just be the one putting the info into the ipad
1: and now what about handouts i know we've done stuff we've done booklets we've done uh flyers are we still good with that it's kind of a one use thing anyways it's not like we're handing a a hundred people the same handout
0: i intend to hand out booklets yes and we use cloud cma i'm a big cloud cma fan um because now i'm actually handing you like a whole book of information as opposed to an mls printout Mm -hmm. um i have done this for 15 years and i still can't read an mls printout so if i can't read one you really think a client can read one you
1: know you're sounding a lot like jason hall I've been doing this for so long, many years. Jason's a fantastic lender that we use consistently. Uh, he's he's a great vendor partner with us, but he loves telling the same story over and over. And I almost said that word for word what you said, Kyle. So. I can't
0: read an MLS. I still struggle. <laughs> like, where the hell is septic on here? Where does it say how many acres it is? Yeah, I, I struggle to find that the intel. So when we can use a system that makes it much more uh, consumer friendly, and we can provide more info like things about schools, things about restaurants, things about the process we're now standing out from the competition because they're going to everybody else's listing and they're getting a one page MLS printout and half the time like the person's they printed it at home and their printer was like low on ink and it looks like shit and it's black and white like then they come to ours (laughs) and they get this like really nice high quality you know uh, booklet that's eight and a half by 11 with tons of information we're automatically like on a different level to where somebody's gonna feel more comfortable. like oh this is the kind of agent I need
1: yeah um what else i mean those are those are all the questions i can think of what else is going to be different can you think of um, i think signage is going to be the same
0: signage oh. will be the same yep. yeah nothing's going to change there people are going to be a little bit weird in the beginning because they haven't seen open house signs for so long and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you slam like a hundred of them out um it's going to be a little bit weird initially you're like what the hell is this open houses are loud and you're going to get like haters who are going to call you and complain and stuff but that's normal um trying to think if there's going to be anything else different at the house.
1: What about, I, I know we've done a lot of food and drink open houses, the, the mega open houses. Is that going to kick off day one? Or are we going to wait until kind of things open up or, or people feel more comfortable? Or is it property specific? Where are we at? I,
0: would say I like
1: asking all these questions and it's making you uncomfortable because I see you wanting to answer correctly and not piss people off. And I'm not trying to, I feel like I'm trying to trap you into the stuff. But i don't realize that until i see your face and go oops i'm not trying to mess you up <laughs> yeah
0: i'm i mean i'm not doing an open house unless it's a party if it's me personally um so any open house i will be a part of will be a party cool. there will be food and there will be drinks um i think it, it's going to be relative to the house yep. the price point um our average price right now with our team is like 1.2 million uh which is insane so Right, we're doing much higher end homes than what we've done in years past. We've just kind of been leveling up over the last couple of years, and it's paying off. Um, so, I mean, if I'm doing a 1.2 million dollar listing, you know, depending on your commission rate, you're talking 20, 30 plus thousand dollars in commission. Like, yeah, I'm I'm willing to invest a g or two, right? I want to turn it into a big deal because if I can turn it into a big deal, there's good food, there's good drink, it's a good experience. The uh, the marketing is on point. The photos are dialed in. They get this really nice booklet, like. Somebody's like, this is, this is the kind of marketing I want. Like, there's my house is about to go for sale in my neighborhood, and there's another house about to go for sale in the neighborhood. Same kind of price point. One has cell phone pictures, is not even going to do an open house or anything. Mine's got badass pictures and is going to go all out. Who are the neighbors going to want to hire, right? Like, It actually, I love that that listing is there because it just makes me look that much better. I mean, that's your comp. Yeah, (laughs) it just makes me look really good. Um, So I look at open houses as a really good opportunity to kind of audition to, you know, future clients of like, hey, hire me. This is what you're going to get. I love the fact we get to have our signs all over freaking town again um, because open houses are such a good branding opportunity. And like if you're listening or watching and you're like, well, I don't have any listings. Cool. Go find some. They don't have to be yours. Go find some active listings that somebody will let you hold open. So you're like, well, well, who the hell is going to let me hold their listings open? Anybody flip homes in your community? That should people flip homes in your community. Does anybody live in those flipped homes? Nope.
1: Well, maybe. (laughs) Hopefully not.
0: (laughs) Uh, Squatters might. Uh, So here in California, you're stuck with them. You can't even kick them out even though they're squatting. It's cool. It's great. Everything's fine. Um, Nobody's leaving to Texas because of that. So find flippers. Flippers are great. Good flippers are flippers. There's some flippers in San Diego. They're doing like 20 plus homes a month. They literally send a list out like, hey, here's all of our inventory. If you want to hold one open, let yeah, us know.
1: They can't hold it open. They've right, got 20 they, a they month.
0: Can't. They can't. They physically cannot hold them all open. Flippers are great. If, there's, if you can't find any flippers, search the vacant listings in your neighborhood mm-hmm. and hold those open. What about FISBOS? FISBOS it could be. Um, I think there's more FISBOs now than normal because it's such a good market so they're like i don't need an agent i'll do it myself sucker um yeah you could say hey i I saw you have your place listed you know would you be okay if i just hold it open for a weekend like all i ask is just pay me a commission if i bring a buyer you don't have to pay me any listing commission just if i bring a buyer can we agree on x percent yeah cool get that shit in writing um and then (laughs) hold it open and then hold the thing open cool and now you're auditioning to them saying like look this is what i can do like you could keep you know, printing your flyer that you made in like Microsoft Paint and like doing this janky crap trying to sell your home for a million dollars or you could hire me and here's what I can do for you. Um, and now it's a good sample of your work. I love it. Is that good?
1: I feel this is a good, good one too. Okay.
0: Even I'm though we, fucking pumped to do open houses. I Dude, can I tell. I love open houses. I, I
1: made you uncomfortable, which, is, which was, makes me comfortable. That's great. I'm not
0: uncomfortable. I'm just cautious of what I say. Cause this is record. <laughs> I was just on a freaking interview with uh, a huge Remax team that just moved over to EXP, and there's like a lawsuit. The founder of the company's hitting me up in the middle of the interview, like, "Hey, just uh, I don't know if you know, there's a lawsuit." I'm like, oh my god, what do I say? What do I not say? I'm like, Ugh. So. Are you are
1: you breaking that that trust that you had during the no, interview now?
0: <laughs> no, I'm like I hope they don't talk about this damn lawsuit on here. Uh. Like I don't want any don't don't put my name in the middle of this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't got time to catch a case. Okay, I'm just trying to live the life. Catch a case. Yeah. All right. Feel good about it? I
1: feel really good about it.
0: All right, cool. Well, if you are enjoying the content, um, really appreciate if you are listening on a podcast platform, hook us up with a review on there. If you are watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up and the subscribe button and then the little bell so you get notified of future episodes of the show. Um, and we're going to share our whistle widget of the week, which is a really cool thing we use in our business that either saves us time, makes us more money or helps us have more fun. Um, but before we do, if you have questions you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show. You can always go to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com. Um, ask us questions, subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, join our referral network, our Facebook group, and get early bird pricing on our Media Mayor Mastermind video course, thewhistleway.com. All right, Brian, your widget of the week.
1: My widget of the week, we are um, utilizing our resources better as we grow as a company, as we grow as a team, <clears throat> and we're finding uh, ways to, to grow and scale at a, at a more profitable rate. Uh, one of those ways, um, besides, so we're using things like automations, uh, integrations, uh, systems to help us do that. But there are things that we need people for. Um, and so we're utilizing uh, VAs, virtual assistants, quite a bit in our business as we grow. Um, we just hired our first one for the media team. Uh, this, he actually started today. And one of the things that we set him up with that I think is really neat is a, a program called, called Screenshot and Monitor. And what that'll do is every five minutes it'll take a screenshot of his computer screen and so we can kind of check in to see what he's doing. What I told him up front is I said, hey, look, I trust you. I wouldn't have hired you if I, if I thought you were shady. This is not a, I'm not trying to big brother you, um, but this is a great opportunity to where if things aren't being done in the, the speed that we think they should be done, we can kind of, one, check in on what the progress is and say, oh, it looks like you got stuck on this photo for 25 minutes. What's going on here? Um, And the other thing that I really, really, really love about it is they turn it on when they start working. They pause it when they take a break. They turn it back on when they start working. At the end of the week, it tells tells them how many hours they worked uh, that day, how many hours they worked that week. And that's how we pay them. And we say, hey, look, it looks like you worked uh, 36.7 hours based on your monitoring. Here's your money. They don't have to clock in and clock out and use a payroll system. They don't have to write it down and then go well did you really work there or did you you know did you take a break whatever um it makes it really really easy for them to to have their time for us to audit if we need it and for us to give them an excuse of hey look it's not working out because for four hours that you said you were working you're watching my little pony on youtube that's not acceptable see you later my friend so screenshot monitor is what we're using and it's really cool I don't know the pricing on it. We, we pay for the pro plan. I think the uh, they have a free plan that takes a photo every, like, 30 minutes. Um, but it's really neat. Really neat. It's great for um, our VAs and and could be utilized in, in a lot of different ways as well.
0: And it'll warn you if they use – there's apps that some of them will install that just, like, moves the mouse every few minutes to make it look like they're active when they're really not. So I believe it'll give you a heads up if they use one of those.
1: I saw a TikTok where they – taped their mouse to an oscillating fan, and as the fan moved, the mouse (laughs) moved. I was like, that's so genius. Like, fuck you, but that's super genius. (laughs)
0: That's a thing. Cool. Uh, The one that I have, this is a a new school twist on an old school uh, system. We all use conference lines, more so Zoom than conference lines today. Um, but I feel like it's so nice when you're just on a conference call sometimes where you can actually like get up, walk around, mm-hmm. you can pick your nose, you could scratch your butt, like you can do all those things. And nobody's like <laughs> going to judge you for it. Um, so well, I now we all know lines. that you do that. I do. <laughs> um, and, but conference lines, sometimes people forget that they're supposed to like call into a conference line. So there's a service that we're utilizing with our agents. We role play every day on the phone and this service, what's really cool is it'll actually call out at the designated conference call time. So as opposed to waiting for people to call in, it will call out. And so let's say you, me, and Thomas need to do a conference call at four o'clock, you can actually actually preset the system, say, hey, at four o'clock call us and bring us into the call together, which is so powerful. So that call out feature is money, um, and that's nice because you don't have
1: to remember, oh, the code is this 19-digit code. And, yeah.
0: yeah, it's so rad. So that And this system also has the best hold music in all of conferences. Uh, it's called Uber Conference, um, just like the cars, right? The Uber Cars, but it's Uber Conference, no affiliation. Um, and again, they got amazing hold music. It's just really good. Is that that
1: custom song that's
0: yeah. been sitting on hold all day? It's yeah. country. It's fantastic. It's I not- love it. It's just like that. It nailed it. It pitchy, kind of is like pitchy.
1: that.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. Uber conference is great. So if you have like recurring meetings, you can, you know, set those recurring meetings in there. You can have it automatically dial out. It's a really, really cool system. Don't they
1: have a really cool reporting system too of who was on You can see how who was on, on, how
0: long they were on. You could manage it. So like instead of, hey, who's on here, who's on? You could go on the app or on the computer. You could see everybody who's on, what parts of the country they're in. It's rad.
1: You can boot people out, can't mm-hmm. you, from the app?
0: Yeah. So if people are like not responding, they like dialed and just set their phone down. And you'd be like, hey, uh, Brian, Brian, I see you're on Brian. And you don't say anything? I can just boot you because I know you weren't really. Well, there.
1: their phone's not on mute and they just have it in their car. And-,
0: and you hear them scratching their butt. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's
1: <weird>. Cool. <laughs> All right, guys. Well,
0: hopefully you got a lot of value out of the show today. Uh really appreciate you tuning in to this episode of the Whistle Way podcast. We'll see you next week.
1: See you guys.